ride with me in my foul life. What's up? What's up? Hello, audience. Chad Belding here. Another episode of the Foul Life Podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Vortex Optics. Why does a duck hunter, why does a goose hunter need optics? Scouting. Um, even sometimes in your blind bag, it's always a good idea to have a pair of strong binos, high-powered binos, reliable binos in your blind bag, let alone the binos and the spotting scopes and window mounts and everything that you should have in your truck. You go to Canada, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, a lot of miles behind the windshield looking for that feed, looking for that grind, looking for that hunt for the next morning. You need to have a notepad. You need to have a voice recorder if if. Um, if, if that's how you want to take your notes, you need to have a map. You need to understand the lay of the land, the landowners, figure out how to get their phone numbers, networking guys. But binos are everything to be able to stop and glass the roost, glass the, the routes the birds are taking from the roost or the day loaf to their morning feed or their evening feed. Where are they landing in that field? How far from the tree line? How far from the fence? Where should we set up? Where's the closest rock pile? Where's the closest bluff? Can we make a false line out there with binos in your truck? You always have the ability to find a hunt, and that is the secret to success in waterfowling, and that's why we rely on Vortex Optics. So check them out. Support the partners and sponsors that support our TV shows, our podcast, our social media, and our live events, please. I know you guys will do so, and Vortex Optics is there. They support our culture of the American hunter. They support the foul life. And they love the way that we chase ducks and geese relentlessly. So Vortex Optics, thank you very much. And if you're a serious duck hunter, serious goose hunter, a serious American hunter, waterfowler conservationist, it's always a good idea to have a badass set of binocular spotting scopes. And if you're a big game hunter, check out the entire line of rifle scopes by Vortex Optics. Thank you guys so much. Today's guest again is Chris Cifrio, co-founder and owner of Jargon Game Calls. He is the designer. He's the brains behind the calls, the small talk, the loud mouth the icebreaker and the newly appointed badass timber call short barrel design chit chat today we're going to talk about and continue on where we left off last time of some of our things uh, some of our memories and some of our experiences in the great state of arkansas the grand prairie the home of the mallard duck and we wanted to start off by continuing with the versatility of the small talk and what makes it such a versatile call. Why is it versatile? And what dis- design concepts did Chris come up with in his software and his drawings and then his programming of the CNC and the mills and the lathes of being able to get such a hammer of a call that is literally taking the duck call world by storm. And a lot of people want them. A lot of people have them. A lot, a lot of people want one or two of them on their lanyard at all times. So, Chris, welcome back. How you doing, Chad? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? I'm in Arkansas, so I'm going to talk like this. Do you talk? You're from Arkansas and Louisiana. Do you move your mouth when you talk? How y'all doing? You, you, you going to the drive through today? You getting... No, I move my mouth when I talk. I don't think you do. Yeah, dude. Talk. Look, how you doing, no, Chad? No, get closer to the mic. I can't see you. So, what are we killing the timber today? You going duck hunting tomorrow? No. Nope. You didn't move your mouth. Yeah, I did. You're not moving your lips. No? Uh-uh. How y'all doing? You're not losing. You don't move your lips when you talk either. When I talk like this, and I'm regular from Nevada, I move my lips all the time with my teeth and my mouth cavity and all that. You're talking. You know why? How y'all doing? I think it's because I blow a duck call, and when I blow a duck call, I use it all my throat. So yeah, I but you move your lips. Whoa, whoa, yeah, well, I, I let the call rock on my lips. A rocket. I'm just kidding, you people from the South. I love you. I'm the adopted son of the South. Y'all talk regular. I love. I wish I'd talk Southern. How y'all doing? You going yonder? You ready to eat? 
You got your kinfolk? <laughs> What's the other one? I don't know how he's asked Terry Demon. How many people's y'all? Where's yonder? <laughs> yonder, he says, yonder is somewhere where you're not. <clears throat> Makes total sense. Yeah, it does. You know Terry Demon at Mojo? No. He's such a badass. Really? We're going to go see him. Is he better than, is he more badass than me? Oh, yeah. He's Terry Demon. Hunts all over the world. Harvests and kills all kinds of big game. I mean, he freaking just got back from Africa and killing crocs. Calling crocs really? and smoking them, yeah. You know what a croc is? Not the shoes. He wasn't burning shoes. He was killing crocodiles. crocodiles. Yeah. yeah, it's like a alligator on steroids. How do they kill them down there? Do they With do their hands. You got to tackle them and ride them for yeah, at least okay. 10 seconds. I'm serious. Chase Outlaw's going next week. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Yeah, right. So what makes this call the small talk so versatile? What what do you mean by it when you say this call is versatile? And is it because it can get loud, it can get soft, it can get chattery? Um, what is What does versatility mean when you're describing a duck call? Full vocabulary of a duck, of a mallard duck. The small talk basically can do the full vocabulary, so I classified it again. Fine, coarse, raspy, boss hen, ducks in between those ducks. And having to be able to do a feed call, really, really easy. Having different feeds, not just one feed, not just a standard feed on a duck call. It's it's so versatile. There's so so much of a range. There's so big of a range on this call, it's ridiculous. Uh, that's why it's my favorite call. The uh, it all comes down to the bore size, how the bore is, uh, the tone bore design, and of course, um, the barrel. The barrel is not a huge, huge factor, but it does it is a factor in play and to make everything come together as far as on this duck call. Part of that barrel is the where you put your lips, your mouth, it's very comfortable. Yes, I've been told that numerous times that it was well thought out. Everything was well thought out on it. Where you put your hand on it, how you grip it, uh, you know, mouthpiece. Um, you got O-ring design. Uh, we designed it with O-rings to where you don't lose your insert. You wouldn't believe how many people lose an insert. And, and I, it's understandable, you know. You should be double looping your lanyard, but on this call, you really don't have to because the, the O-rings are going to lock it in place and it's not going to fall out. On a friction fit call, uh you have to put a, a double lanyard on it because with temperature variances, you could take a chance of it falling out when you're going in the water. So um, I don't particularly like, that's why I put the O-rings on it is because I don't particularly like to have uh, another lanyard loop on my insert. I like to be able to move around my hand and not have that in the way. Um, on a friction fit call, it's a little bit longer out of the, out of the barrel so, you know, you can get away with it a little bit more. But the way this design, it's got to be a little bit shorter, the actual insert on the outside of it. And so, you know, you can do it with one lanyard, one lanyard loop and not have an issue. But, you know, overall, there's all kinds of different things, all kinds of different things on this particular call that just makes it stand out. The exhaust system, it's got the perfect amount of pressure. You can whine on it. You can bounce on it. You can do Cajun squeal, whatever you want to do, hiccup, uh, hiccup in a call. You can rear back and rip it and get a, a real, real fine uh, hail call. You can get a real deep hail call, boss hail call. It's just so versatile. 
So, um, we'll keep going. It's so versatile as as far as the range that you can get out of it. But I'm look, I'm actually trying to figure out for myself, like why would you describe it as versatile as opposed to the loudmouth? Because does it do everything that the loudmouth does? It does does everything well. It doesn't do everything the loudmouth does, but it does. It's dang near close, and it can do more. It just it can do more than what the loudmouth does. Loudmouth can be a bark, just and so you can feed real hard on it, and you can get really on top. But on the bottom end, you start sacrificing that bottom end to where you're not being able to really bounce and really get low and get some you know soft soft quacks. Flat quacks a little bit harder to do on a on a loudmouth. A loudmouth is a little more advanced call. And it's a little more advanced call to basically get out in the woods and just make racket. Just really, really leaning on the call, making racket. Uh, you know, we sell a lot of loud mouse. It's a good call. But the small talk, if you're looking for a more versatile call and you want to still be able to hunt open fields, uh, you know, hunt open water in the timber, um, wherever you might be hunting, this call can do it all. And I know I keep on saying that and not but really explaining but the, it. But the loudmouth can't. I mean, the loudmouth is a badass call. It'll get loud, but it, it's harder to control. Does it have the chatter capability and the feed and the chuckle that the small talk has? Does it have the low end that a small talk has? No. Does it have the back pressure? That's is it is it easier to run? Is it harder to run? Is it just louder for more ruckus? When would you use the loudmouth? And then let's go back to why it's not as versatile as the, the small talk. So the loudmouth... Uh the reason why it's it's a little harder to run is because you got a more open exhaust. You're not getting that back pressure. You got to start creating back pressure with your hands. And so when you're creating back pressure with your hands, a lot of people don't know how to do that. They don't know how to create back pressure. Somewhat like a goose call. When you take a spec call and you pick it up, you got to get your hand placement right on a on a Canada goose call. You got to do your hand placement right to get all those different sounds. So. On the loudmouth being an open exhaust like that, it is more advanced. You do have to know, you do have to be pretty, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically, uh, pretty proficient on a duck call to be able to run it. So, on the small talk, anybody, I've, I've seen it time and time again. I handed a call to him. We handed a call to a guy the other night. He picked it up and blew it. I'm trying to think, it was a guy at, uh, he was here at Prairie Wings, I, th- I believe. Where were we hunting the other day? It's like a blur to me right now. I know. It's just been nonstop from camp to camp. But was I there when you let him blow the call? Yeah. He had a uh, – oh, I know where it was at. Tim Montana. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah Tim Montana's we, camp. Yep. When we we hung out over there, it was that guy uh, that basically was hanging out. He had a – anyways, he hunts in Arkansas too. He grabbed a call, never blew one, heard about him, picked it up, and he just turned around and just started smiling. That's all he did was just started smiling. It's like, I got to get one. So, uh, actually, he got one that night. I think he did? we, yeah, we, we, he bought one, and whatnot. So, uh, we keep a, a few calls on the truck, and he picked one up that night. But the loud mouth versus the small talk, to explain it, the small talk is a little more user friendly, a little more back pressure, well, a lot more back pressure, I'd say. And uh, the, the mouthpiece, the barrels are the same on the loud mouth and the small talk. Where the really, really significant difference is, is going to be in the exhaust. And that exhaust, you know, believe it or not, it makes a, it's a huge factor in a duck call. Exhaust is everything. 
you know, if you don't have the right amount of pressure, right amount of back pressure, uh, the right amount of flow, you'll restrict it. You'll end up cutting it out. Uh, you'll end up having it to where it's just a squeaky call. So all that was thought out. All that was, you know, I hate to say, but it was it was trial and error. I mean, going through it, going through. You can't you can't sit there. You can build anything. You can build something the best you can possibly build it and make it look good on paper. May look good on the screen, but until you take it and actually put it to your lips and blow it, you you, you know you can't tell if it's going to be something good or not. And we went through tons and tons and tons of you know sticks of acrylic trying to develop you know this call exactly to be the best there is. And that's what we want to be is we want to be the best there is. I don't want to. I don't want. To, I, I'm not a second place guy. I'm a. I'm a first place guy. I'm a very competitive guy. I want to be the actual. Whenever somebody picks up a duck call, I want to see a grin on their face when they put it down. I want them to be we like, get, "Hey, look." We get that a lot, don't we? We do. We do. People will either write in consumer shows like NWTF or some of the other ones we've done. People can't put them down when they pick them up, and most of the time they don't leave without getting one. And that says a lot because there's a lot of competition out there. Yeah. It's not just that this is something new. It's not that it's something the collector needs. I mean, obviously, it's going to be something where if you do collect calls, you're probably going to get one just to have on your stash or in your on your mantle. But as far as a hunting call goes, people are hunting with these. We're getting inundated with photos of success. And it's brand new. It's like it just hit the market this year in 2019. And it's... I, I mean, I don't know any other way to say it that it's crushing it. It's it's people love it. And that's what I'm trying to get out is the message is that you got to see for yourself. You have to understand the versatility of this call, how it transitions is my favorite thing from one duck. Like you say, you got the course, you got the raspy, you got the fine and you got the boss, how it transitions so quick or the speed of it that you can transition with right into and just you can go from one duck to the next open your hand close your hand more back pressure less back pressure change the position of your jaw drop your jaw raise your jaw twist your jaw to the side a little bit get the fatty tissues in your mouth working different tongue positions close your teeth open your teeth there's tons of things you can do into a duck call to 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 mess with that sound get a whine get a cry get a squeal get a bull get a tree frog like you talk about you get all of that stuff going on and you sound realistic to those birds up in the air this time of year january almost the end of the season you need to sound like a mallard duck to trick them because they've heard it seen it all right the versatility of a call is important and i know that there's a lot of duck good duck call manufacturers out there but absolutely no, but none of them make a call that sounds like the small talk or the no. loud mouth they really don't that you can no. run that won't stick the spit grooves in it are awesome it's just a well thought out well sought out call that that really fits your mouth well it's got built-in back pressure, easy to add back pressure, and it all comes together with the transitions that the call can make in a hurry. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly right. That's that's the biggest thing is is the speed, the transitioning. I would say is the biggest difference in this call and the feed call. Transitioning from a feed to a cadence is so easy. Do you think we should name a call the Jenner when you talk about transitioning? No. We could call, no, I don't want nothing to have to do with that. <laughs> but what if one of our calls ends up on a weedy box? That's where Bruce Jenner was at one time. Think about it. You keep mentioning transitioning. We could have the first transitioning duck call. Oh, my God. <laughs> Would that be considered a hybrid? Yeah. 
hermaphrodite. Hermaphrodite. <laughs> All right, go on with the chlorophyll. Yeah, so um, anyways, it's just a versatile call, and I keep on saying that, but you can't really respect it or understand it until you pick one up and you blow it. You can't. I mean, it's just, you know, it's like – People will sit there and they'll say, hey, look, well, I mean, how much difference? I mean, I'm sure they are. You know, I've, I've done it time and time again. Back in the day when I was buying calls, I'd sit there and I'd grab one. And, you know, everybody's going to type their call up. They're all going to talk about it and be like, man, this is the next best thing. It's it's so ducky. It's so easy to transition. And then you get it. You get it to your house and you're like, yeah, it's a good duck call. But it's not what they were talking it up to be. This, I can't even explain how good it is. Over, I mean, there's just not no explaining until you grab it in there. It's like grabbing a shotgun. It's like going to drive a truck. It's like getting a haircut. You know, all those things, you can't experience it until you're there Mm-mm. and you have it done. So, uh, but what I like about it is, is the reason why, you know, it is so versatile, uh, in my opinion, is because I can bark on it, I can hail call on it, I can hit a hard feed on it, really pushing the feed. Do that real quick, facing that way. That push that feed. Got it. Bark, bark on it. So you can bark on it, you can feed on it hard, and then you could all of a sudden hear the ducks are coming. Squeal on it a little bit. Let me hear a little whines and, and, and cries. Flat quack. Fine duck. Coarse duck. Raspy duck. Boss hen. transitions they're all just so clean and precise yeah and that call allows you to do that and it's it's super quick so on your feed call a lot of people have trouble and i can explain it right now so when you're when you're feed calling the easiest way to feed and to be able to transition into cadence is to cook and you start off slow don't try to run before you walk you start going and get it to where you don't want to on a small talk you don't have to put a lot of pressure on it you don't have to really peck at it like if you just ease up on it put pressure in it but ease up on it and be what i consider like a loose a loose blowing real loosely So you'll take it and just slowly start putting that together. Is that it? Yeah, and then taking if you open your throat even more, so like you can take a tighter feed and go A, a raft of ducks. Sounds yeah. like a raft of ducks in the trees. You're trying to make it just rattle and just bounce off the trees and so forth. But 
that's why it's so versatile is is because i can take that and i can go from fine course all that stuff raspy hand boss hand and i can transition back and forth so you know to try to sound like that raft that's what we're trying to sound like in the woods is the raft of birds you're trying to sound like there's a bunch of company out there and that it's safe you know you wouldn't go into uh i'm trying to pick out somewhere somebody would be kind of really uh suspicious or or worried about going in a place uh, i think you wouldn't want to be on a diet and go into mcdonald's does that work no that's not what i was Um, that was not a good analogy you wouldn't want to go to a mosh pit and then go to a george Strait concert you wouldn't walk into a george Strait concert and all of a sudden feel like you're not out of place if there was two or three people there that's what i mean so ducks they want they want company they feel secure when they when they land amongst other ducks live ducks so that's what you're trying to sound like. You're trying to sound like tons of ducks down there. If it's a couple ducks down there, they're not going to feel nearly as secure as they are from a raft of ducks. You're trying to sound like a huge raft. And to order, in order to sound like a huge raft is you got to put everything together. you got to try to make your ducks be on top of other ducks. Mm-hmm. So, can you do that with just one guy? I mean, I think I can. Let me hear it. Wait, stand up. Take them headphones off. Get some power behind it like you're standing up against a tree. So this is going to be you standing up against a tree, and you got a bluebird sky. And I'm calling high. Mallards are high. Traffic birds. They're just traffic birds going from rice to timber somewhere, and you're trying to break them down over your hole. Yep. So first thing I'm going to do is uh, I do basically a... um, This is my hell call, how I do. A lot of people take a hell call... Can you hear me? Yeah. A lot of people take a hell call and they'll actually do da 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 I don't do that. I go da 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 And the reason why is because they're picking up little bits and pieces of that. They're not getting the whole thing. So that's how I do it. And then I'll go to a uh, basically a bark when they start getting a little bit closer. They start to break down a little bit, then I'll start getting a real aggressive feed. they broke they broke down they fixing to come i know they fixing to glide over the top of the trees and i'm gonna start getting what we call ducky fixing to drop in a hole Get close to the hole. Here they are. They're swinging. I'm lining them up. I'm calling them on the corners. They're fixing to the turn. Almost lined up with the hole. I'm going to start hiccuping. And 
And that's, Gosh, what's so, that's what's so versatile about it is, is because you can hear the volume. The volume on the top here. But all of a sudden now I'm gonna get quiet. Wait, before you sit down, I want to yeah. hear that, that power chuckle real quick, that power chatter one more time. One more time? Power chatter. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. That's Mallard Duck right there, baby. Yes, sir. That's the small talk. That's yeah? small talk. The most versatile duck call known to mankind. You know, the mouth can, like I said, the loudmouth's a great call. But if I'm going to choose one out of all of them, and I hate to be that way and and be selective on it, I guess you could say, but the, the small talk is just, it's money. It's straight money. I love it. You know, now, you I know, want to try that. I've got a tone board locked up in my safe, and... and uh, a CAD guy that we actually, one of my CAD guys that, you know, works with me on this a lot. You know what the tone board's called? Money. Money. I was going to say it's gold, wrote, but yeah, money. It's wrote in there on permanent marker. And that was your money. original small talk? Yep. And that's what I, you I took got all, locked up in the case. That's so. what you took all the tolerances off of. Yep. Don't ever let anybody find that. No, it's locked up. <laughs> the only no person that has the keys is my wife, so. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Where's she tonight? <laughs> Probably Ash selling it on eBay. <laughs> yeah. Making that money. Man, that sounded freaking good. I, tomorrow I want to try that with you. Some team calling of, I think we're going to have to call a little louder tomorrow because oh, it's yeah. a big win. Absolutely. A big win, but it's going to not be sunny. So I don't know. We're going to just have to. And that's the thing about duck hunting is you go in there with the game plan, you have to adapt and start reading ducks. What yeah. do they want to hear? Today, you would have thought that. We were going to have to stay quiet the whole time because that's what we've been here and stay quiet. But that first group that did it, we were, we were aggressive with them on the corners. And then then we rattled the woods a few times and hit them hard and brought mallards in that we couldn't see above the fog. So yep. we got aggressive like that too. So there's just a lot of different tricks that you can put in to your duck calling repertoire, your but, arsenal, right? But the biggest thing was is it's critical when you're out there in a group and you got five or six guys or three guys, whatever – that everybody's on the same page. You have to have everybody on the same page. You can't have that one guy that's sitting there not watching you and me. Like, we look back at each, each other, and you're like, hey, look behind you, behind you, behind you. Oh, shoot, 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 quiet, quiet, quiet. Or, you know, get a little lower. And all of a sudden, you go transition to feed. Immediately when you transition to feed or you start getting low, I know that the ducks are close. Well, same thing with me. Yeah. You understand that. And it's got to be, you know – you can be there the best gonna, you can be on a duck call, but if you don't read ducks and you don't read, your read them with your partners. And, but there are going to be times where you might be looking at a duck that is swinging or on the corners or a little bit higher, and you hit them with something while I am still trying to work a duck. You know, yeah. there's gonna, oh, that's yeah. going to happen. You just have to be like, hey, you know, figure out where you're at. You might you're, We blew a couple ducks out of the hole today because I would hit them hard when you were working a duck because I wasn't, you know, wasn't reading you. And then all of a sudden we got on the same page and started, you know, kind of like – 
two pointing dogs respecting each other's point on a on a pheasant honoring honoring it right and and that's what you do on in calling don't yep. get on top of each other if you have two duck calls it makes no sense to be doing the same cadence at the same time no. at the same volume le- level those ducks can't depict that or, yeah. or tell it apart so you would hit one and i would come in i'd read six seven notes into it and then you would hear me you'd let me get six or seven notes into mine then you would come back with and by that time we had him whiffling and maple even and then right in the middle of that you you just heard yourself do it on that power that power and you got all this and it sounds like a raft of ducks yeah and it kills them that's what you're trying to do sound like it raft gets of birds. Them so freaking good speaking of good talk to me a little bit about Mr. Billy Smothered Deer Steak, for real. Honest, like, you hear a well, lot of people go, that's the best meat I've ever had. You know, oh, you're one of those guys. Everything's the best. But as far as venison goes. Last year was the first year I came to Prairie Wings. Yep. Which is, this place is unbelievable. It is absolutely unbelievable. Like you said, Brandon Adams, Joel, uh, all those guys, open arms. Open arms completely. Amazing people, and aren't they? I feel Mystic. like I've been knowing, you know, all of them my whole life. Yep. You know, I saw Brandon... You know, and, and Max Prairie Wings the other day. And he just come over there and gave him a big old hug and was like, man, what are you doing? And so forth. And I'm like, this is so freaking cool, you know? That's what I like about Brandon. That's what I like about Joel. That's what I like about this whole duck hunt Marty, community. Mr. Marty, Billy. Exactly, Mr. Billy. You know, that you can talk to him like you've been knowing him your whole life. But but I told you, I said, hey, look, I got some deer steak. Uh, I killed a deer this year behind my house. And I said, hey, look, you know, um, I, didn't, I want to know that recipe for that deer steak that I ate last year to Mr. Billy. You said, well, he's probably going to fix it over there, and I'm probably going to have it in my cookbook. So He gave uh, it to me. Yeah. So uh, what do you know? Last night, he ends up cooking deer steak, and it's even better than what I remember it. And then we had leftovers, so we ate it today on biscuits for breakfast. With along with sauces and uh, I mean that breakfast was huge, huge. Oh my gosh! Sausage, bacon, uh, and then there was uh, all the same gravy. meat. And then there was all the same meats cut up in that egg he made. Yeah, yeah. He's amazing. He's a like when we filmed here with Zach Brown, we did that episode in with Zach and his kids camp at Southern Ground in Georgia, and had footage of him in Mexico jamming on stage and his music career. And but. He looks at the camera. We're up in his treehouse. His treehouse is on his farm uh, down in Georgia, and he he it's kind of where he does a lot of his corporate meetings. It's a badass treehouse right in the middle of his kids' camp. And he looks at the camera, and he goes, we're going to dedicate this episode to Mr. Billy. And they fell in love with each other over their passion and love for food and serving others and taking care of others. And, and, and Mr. Billy and Zach were tight. Every time Zach comes out here with his dad, Jim, and Chad Payne and the entire crew, um, but well, again, I told it's, you. It's, it's the camaraderie built around yeah. duck camp. It's the greatest place in the world to visit. If, if you're not a hunter and you don't understand what coming to duck camp means, it's better than Europe. It's better than the beach. It's better than a five-star resort in Cancun or Puerto Vallarta. I mean that too. And, and you know, there's guys that'll say that about a ski mountain. That's their passion. They want to go to Whistler. They want to go to Heavenly in Lake Tahoe, Nevada or Park City in Utah. I get it. That's an awesome life. If you love something that much, I say the greatest place in the world to visit is Duck Camp America. There's no cooler place. We're on the deck the other night listening to music around a fire, drinking a highball. We're in here eating breakfast, eating dinner, watching movies, camaraderie, talking, podcasting, filming. Then we're out in the trees. We're hunting. It's it, We're cleaning ducks. We're with our dogs. We're doing photo shoots. We're doing video shoots. It's just nonstop. But just the whole aura of Duck Camp is where I want to be. 
It's where I feel at home. It's where I feel comfortable. It's therapy. It's therapeutic for me. And it's where I start getting my swagger back. Because you start to lose your swagger, you get a little bit of burnt out. All you got to do is get to duck camp. I'm like, man, I don't want to drive across the country. I'm exhausted. It's 30 hours in the truck. I got to drive I-40 again. What about the snowstorm in Flagstaff? What about not stopping and eating shitty food the entire ride? And then right after that, I got to go to Louisiana. There's another six-hour drive. And then after that, I got to drive back to Vegas for SHOT Show. And, and you're just... You can't dwell on that stuff because when you get here, you all that goes out the window. You forget about it all. No, absolutely. And that's what I love about this place. But that smothered deer steak, the time and the tenderness and everything that he puts into that, you're just like, you cut, you don't need a knife. To- I've, I've tried cooking a lot of things. My buddy, one of my buddies uh, out of Louisiana is actually, he's a really, really good cook. And, uh, you know, he does things like that, you know, smothered deer steak and tenderloin and just all kinds of different things he'll cook. Uh, pork and everything that he cooks he just tastes unbelievable who's that bart there's nope that's Corey. Corey mm-hmm. luker and uh anyways uh you know some people have it and some people don't it's god gives god gives us certain talents i agree 100 percent. and you know not I, just to cook it or come up with a recipe but to actually be able to serve that many people yeah. It's a freaking talent. It is. It's a talent. And he's got it. He does. Because he loves people. Yep. See how he's... How he's well, he's passionate about his cooking. You see how he's taking take a liking to Chase my, Outlaw? Yeah. Him and Chase are best friends. So Chase, a world-famous <laughs> PBR bull rider. And Mr. Billy's like, I watch you on TV, and now I'm a cook for you. Yeah. And Chase is like, I've never tasted anything like this. This is unbelievable. He went for thirds last night, that little dude. He's five foot four and a half, 140 pounds, and he rides bulls that average 1,400 to 1,700 pounds a piece that you can jump like 50 inches in the air. Broke his whole face, over 33 bones in his face two years ago in 2018, almost two years ago. He came back 75 days after the accident in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and was riding a bull. And then a year after that Cheyenne, Cheyenne accident, he goes back to that same rodeo, that same bull riding in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and wins it. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Think about the freaking PTSD of that. He broke 30-something bones in his face. When he was breathing through his nose, it wasn't going through his nostrils. It was going through holes in his nose that that bull's horns caused. That reminds his, me of like that Chris Forley deal where he's doing that popcorn, and he, he hands the plug to the other guy because he got burnt like four or five times, and he hands the plug to the other guy and says, you do it, you know? Yeah. That's... I don't know how he gets back on a bull after that happens. I don't know. You know? That's how he scared doesn't. I'd be. I'd be like that Chris Farley. He's uh, a stud, though. He's so, he's so humble and so loving about this place. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like that dude has been there. He signs a 1,000 autographs a night when he goes into these bull ridings, and he's just a normal, down-to-earth, what, duck hunter. He's eaten up by ducks. He's eaten up. And I know what you're saying about that Chris Farley skit because you're asking yourself, like, what? Are yeah. you an idiot? Do you not see your face? <laughs> yeah. You got kids, man. You got a wife. And then, yeah, it's a Chris Forley deal, but it's a John Madden. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the football deal. Yeah, and he draws it out on the thing and everything. It's funny. All it's right, well, funny let's day. go eat tonight. We're going to have Mallard Duck tonight prepared by Mr. Billy Bogey. Again, I love to cook at camp. You see me a lot cook. I love to cook. But when I come here, I can't – I cook with him, but I can't leave here without eating his recipes. We'll have rice tonight. We'll have green salad. We'll have a vegetable. We will have duck. We'll have it all, and it'll be unbelievable. Chase Outlaw's here. Tyson's here, our producer. Our our videographer, Ty. Brandon Adams will be back tonight. We're going to hunt prairie wings one more time tomorrow morning, and then we're packing up, and I am headed 
south to your homestead to louisiana to hunt with drew keith leith lofton my boy troy link the owner and ceo of jack links jerky and some of his friends were all going down to honey break louisiana to chase mallards and sprigs and widgeons and whatever else presents themselves we're gonna eat some good cajun food i love the way they cook down there god they got some good cooks i'm telling you straight up oh i know believe me so honey break here we come arkansas we got one more day we love it we hate leaving here we love getting here but that's what keeps us coming back the anticipation and just getting in those trees, man. Tomorrow morning is going to be awesome. You got to make sure and let them know about this new chit chat, too. Huh? Yeah, we're going to do another podcast on that chit chat. That chit chat's awesome. We got a new short barrel design called the chit chat. You see those names? You got the small talk, you got the icebreaker when you see a pretty girl or a new friend or whatever. You want to break the ice with some conversation. Small talk is just what it says. Loud mouth is somebody like Chris, just never just. Never shut up. Just, yeah. rawr, 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 rawr. That's Always. probably me. But, and then the chit chat, you know, you got this little short barrel, <laughs> soft deal. He's just a little, making a little chit chat. You know what I mean? That's a little southern term. So we got that. And then we got one coming out that's going to be more of the a variety that you would use in the timber if you're of that i'm not even going to say what that's what that application is it's coming soon and we're working with our boy joel wicker on that design we're thinking of even naming it after him and we'll let that out of the bag pretty soon <laughs> but we got a lot of cool things happening jargongamecalls.com our hats our beanies our lightweight sweatshirts our hooded sweatshirts our t-shirts our calls like i said the small talk loudmouth icebreaker available right now soon to be available as the chit chat thank you guys so much for supporting the jargon brand it's so humbling and thank you for supporting the foul life the podcast the tv show exclusively on the outdoor channel which new episodes are airing right now go check out the foullife.com for all of our merchandise hats and t-shirts and beanies and sweatshirts again our new mural cups with gator and ice Cerakote are hot as heck we're fired up guys we're fired up this life ain't for everybody is our as our sister podcast please go subscribe to that leave us a rating and review do the same for this one the foul life podcast we will be in nashville tennessee the weekend of february 15th for the national wild turkey federation convention we will be down there with leith lofton and bobby johnson and drake white and all of our friends and family ben ratliff in nashville tennessee we will have a booth again teamed up with our friends at honey break so be looking for us we will have all the jargon calls for sale there including the four I just mentioned, plus our merchandise and apparel. We will have guest musicians in and out of our booth. It will be a killer time. Come check us out at the Gaylord Opry Resort Center in Nashville, Tennessee. Look for us on Broadway. We're going to be jamming, two-stepping, cutting a rug, swing dancing, whatever you do there. We'll be in Midtown at Losers hanging out. I love Nashville. Music City, USA, Tennessee. Chris, any closing words? You should have done it with your duck call. I know. It's a death whistle, man. That's my duck caller. I'll give you a boss hand on the, on the new chit-chat. On the chit-chat. Ooh, that's pretty. That is pretty. That is so pretty. God, I love that. Yeah, it's a, it, that chit-chat has a different sound. I mean, all of, all around different sound. I mean, it's on the badass. Ball, on that boss hand, it's, it is commanding. I mean, one more time.
Today's episode was brought to you by Vortex Optics, as well as our friends at Nutrient Ag Solutions. We talk about it all the time, how hunters and farmers go together. If it wasn't for the American farmer, the Canadian farmer, farmers all over the world, we would not get our hunting opportunities the way that we do, whether it's corn, soybeans, whether it's peas, whether it's rice, farmers, sustainability, the things that they need to grow a crop, harvest a crop, maintain a crop, pesticides. Nutrient Ag Solutions is the world's largest agriculture solutions company in the the entire process from beginning to end. They supply farmers all over the world with what they need. In America, they are strong as heck. Look for them right now as they continue to support the culture of the American hunter, the American conservationist. They love what we do as hunters and how we spend so much of our elbow grease and money to make sure that our wildlife and habitats and the farmland is sustained throughout the years that the ecosystem is taken care of we support nutrient ag solutions because they support hunters and conservationists all over the world thank you so much for being a partner of ours please support nutrient if you know a farmer please shake his hand shake her hand go have a cup of coffee coffee with them and tell them thank you for what they do because they take care of that land for as long as they can they nurture it they maintain it then they put it back up on the shelf. And if it's a generational farms farming operation, they pass it down to their kids and they take it over. Farming is awesome. Check out Farm Aid with Willie Nelson and Jamie Johnson, Luke Combs in 2021 and support Farm Aid. Support the American farmer. Thank you, Nutrient Ag Solutions, for being a partner and sponsor of The Foul Life. We truly appreciate it. Vortex Optics, thank you for being badass and letting us see clearly as we work this haze of being a duck hunter. They own our world. They control our world. We merely exist in a duck's world and if we couldn't see clearly through our vortex we would never find them thank you vortex optics thank you nutrient ag solutions thank you brandon adams brian adams joel wicker marty hesh todd ross for opening your arms and rolling out the red carpet at prairie wings arkansas united states of america i'm chad belding for chris cifrio and jargon game calls tom rashashin hit that button this is 2am logic singing my foul life you can find it right now on itunes thank you all very much Somebody.